This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Hello and welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. I'm Andrew Clyden, and today we have an interview for you. Take a little break from some of the news uh, to sit down and and learn about something that's kind of unique, kind of interesting that you may already be familiar with. So if you have uh, ever completed a crossword puzzle, chances are you completed one of Miles Meller's crossword puzzles. If you've ever done one in the Door County Pulse, uh, you've definitely completed one of his crosswords. But uh, Miles is a puzzle writer who has over the last 15 years written somewhere along the lines of 16,000 or more crosswords and puzzles. And they have been published in all sorts of magazines, newspapers, books, internationally, all over the place. So like I said, if you have completed a crossword puzzle in the last 15 years, it was probably one of his. Uh, And he writes the crossword puzzles for The Pulse. So Miles Danhausen decided to call him up on the phone and they had a little meeting of the Mileses and talked about the process of creating a crossword puzzle, how Miles got into the business of making puzzles, and how he turned writing crossword puzzles into his full-time job uh, over the last 15 years, uh, and, and, and more. So without further ado, let's jump into this conversation between the two Miles. I uh, hope you enjoy it. All right. Joining me on the Door County Pulse podcast today, uh, we've got a special guest in um, another Miles, Miles Melor, who does our crosswords for us in the Peninsula Pulse each week. And he's joining us from Carlsbad, California. Miles, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. Well, it's great to talk to you, Miles. <laughs> it's, uh, hopefully we don't confuse the listeners too much. There's not often <laughs> that I get a chance to talk to another Miles. Um, and luckily, uh, your, your accent will make it pretty clear who's who. Um, where does that accent come from? Where are you originally from? Uh, originally born in Oxford, England. Okay. Um, was over there for the first uh, 30, 30, 35 years of my life when I came over here to America. I've been here ever since. So I wanted to have you on the podcast because, I mean, I love doing crosswords and I have actually tried to do them. And when I say tried, I mean, I gave up very quickly, tried to make them on my own. Um, and just trying to get in the head of somebody who puts together crosswords for a living because um, it just seems so hard for, for to me to be able to do that. Um, how did you a- end up becoming a professional crossword writer? Well, it's a great story. I, I uh, originally, this was about 20 years ago now, um, my, my father and mother in England had been together for about 50 years and my, my mum died. Um, she was, she was over 80, but he was really quite, uh, devastated by it. He was depressed. Um, you know, they, they've been together all the time. And so I was thinking when I was over here, so I was thinking, what can I do to, to make life better for him and cheer him up, you know? And I remember that he used to um, almost do the crossword puzzles in England. And in fact, he used to teach me how to solve the crossword puzzles when I was a little boy. 
So I thought, okay, I'll just try and write some, you know, even though they're amateurish, uh, maybe he'll like them. So I started writing some puzzles on a piece of paper with a black dog to pen. I'd send them over to him. And uh, he actually loved them. He loved getting them. And he'd write back very quickly. And, you know, every now and then he'd say, hey, but you made a spelling mistake. (laughs) 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 Which is kind of a no-no in a crossword puzzle. But anyway, he was... But the point was, it was something he loved to do, and I was sending it, taking the time to do that for him, and he just he loved it. Um, and um, after I'd written a few for him, he wrote back and said, yeah, "These are pretty good. Why don't you try and get these published?" And that was the beginning. I mean, I hadn't even thought about it before that. It was it was really just to huh. just to help him, and. Um, Anyway, after that, I started um, sending them out to uh, syndicates, to uh, you know, the New York Times, the um, Tribune Media Services, you know, all these big, bigger organizations, <laughs> and uh, a lot of magazines, and just anybody I could find to write to, to send them out, and absolutely nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> Except polite rejections, you know, like, um, you know, uh, dear Mr. Mello, thank you very much. Unfortunately, we can't use this, but uh, good luck to you in the future. (laughs) (laughs) So I had lots of those. Um, And, um, but I, you know, and then I was, I I had uh, met a lady who uh, I was, I, I was staying with at a house. And uh, she said, you know, Miles, don't quit your day job. <laughs> and, I said, and I said, I had the idea of being a crossword writer. She said, don't quit your day job. <laughs> she never thought I'd make any money writing crossword puzzles. Um, but anyway, um, the story kind of goes on. I, I um, One day, I had a job in a real estate office doing uh, research, quite uh, ordinary. Um, mortgages, that kind of stuff. But anyway, I, I was on the way to work one day and I passed a newsstand and I saw the Orange County Register, which is uh, you know, one of the bigger papers here. And I thought, well, I'll just buy that, see what puzzles they're running. And I, I, I took a look and saw these. One of the guys in the newspaper was publishing these tiny puzzles not they weren't crosswords, but I noticed he had his email address under the puzzle. So I thought, wow, that's that's interesting. He's publishing something, so maybe I can find out something from him. And I I wrote to him, and his his name was uh, David Hoyt. He's actually he's actually one of the he's an incredible guy, really a nice guy, and he he's actually one of the the top puzzle inventors. Huh. Uh, in the world, I mean, he's he's got lots of uh, trademarks and you know copyrights for the stuff that he does. But anyway, he told he actually wrote back and he said, "Gay uh, Miles, you know, thanks for writing. You know, um, I'd be happy to talk with you. Can you call me in about three months?" 
<laughs> I thought, mm, that's a pretty distant. Yeah. <laughs> but, but still, I, 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 I should call him. I should call him. So I made a note, and exactly three months later, I gave him a call. And he picked up the phone and he said, Miles, three months? Wow, you've called me. Okay, what are you trying to do? So I explained to him um, that I was trying to write uh, puzzles on themes. And he said, you know, that's a great idea. You know, you could, you could go, you could, you could do really well with that in magazines, writing on their themes and things like that. And so, um, then he, he asked me like, uh, you, what's, uh, what kind of software are you using? As a software? <laughs> I use a piece of paper. He said, what? <laughs> 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 uh, so you really were just, great. you he were trying me- to sketch these all out on pen and paper or pencil and paper. Yes, yes, wow. exactly. I wasn't very tech savvy at all, but uh, that's putting it mildly. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and, well, and when you say you were trying to, the idea of doing it around themes, you're talking about like, let's say it's an entertainment magazine. So you would um, maybe do a crossword puzzle around like where a lot of the clues would be musicians. Is that what you mean when you say that? Yes. Exactly that. Okay. Um, I actually, you know, now I, I write many different types of puzzles. Uh, for example, the ones I write for your paper are the standard uh, newspaper-style type of puzzles. But uh, I've written a lot of puzzles for specialty puzzles, I think you'd call them, for, for, for magazines. As you said, entertainment. I do write for Entertainment Weekly and um, I write for many, many, many major magazines on different themes. And those puzzles are all different than the, than the regular newspaper ones. But um, anyway, the, you know, what happened was he, he was so nice because he didn't, he just said, okay, well, you need to find the software, you need to get back, and he gave me some advice. And he said, you know, why don't you call me again in three months? <laughs> <laughs> so I did, I, I did all the, I found out there was a software to be able to create these not like automated, but you know, so you could actually manually put put together a crossword. And so I started using that and followed his advice and I did my own bit of my own research and I started to break in. I managed to get a couple of things published finally. And um, where, where did you first get published? You know, it's funny. I think it was a magazine called Nine One One, which was designed for people who answer the phones for 911 calls. And, 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 there there and are niche for, publications for everything, I guess. Yes, there is. <laughs> there absolutely is. Uh, and also, they had, they had a lot of software for that and incredible statistics. You know, they had to, you know, have, they will have statistics of how fast the phones were being answered, you know, how, how long it took to, from the call to the dispatcher to get out there to prepare people. It's, it's quite a technology. Anyway, yeah, that was one of the first ones. But um, I continued the relationship with uh, David Hoyt for years after. We became really good friends. Every every after, three months after, you were good friends? Yeah, after, <laughs> every three months we good friends. <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of like what it took no, me to, to get in touch with you. I think we were on about a six-month path here, so it's, it's rough off on you. <laughs> Maybe I'm, I have an internal clock that says three to six months. Yeah. <laughs> But it was what was interesting is he after about a year of calling him every three months, he said, 
you know, miles. And by that time, I was getting successful. I actually had a business. It was actually running part-time. I was still doing my day job, but I was doing this evenings and weekends and starting to make, make some good money. He said, you know, he said, Miles, I've got to tell you something. I have tried to help 100 people at least who've written to me like you have, and you're the only one that did what I said. <laughs> 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 so his, his uh, advice is 100% successful it just doesn't rub off on that many people um, exactly it's just yeah it was just, it was just well you know he, he's, he's very smart very intelligent he gave me very good advice I followed his advice and then I was able to teach my own research add a lot of vital factors you know relating to marketing and um, how to how to create my own business, not just the construction. Sure. Construction was one thing, but the you know getting getting people interested in this and wanting to publish you is a different story. Um, how long ago was this? How long have you been doing it? Almost twenty years. Um, how long did it take you to create a single puzzle? Is this like a you do this in a night? Is it done over the course of a week? What? Um, it, it actually depends on what type of puzzle it is. The puzzles I write for magazines are special themes. They take longer. You know, they may take uh, anything between two, three, four hours to do. Um, and newspaper ones, usually I can go a bit faster than that. You can usually make a puzzle in about an hour or two. Because they don't have to be as so, kind of niche specific? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what's what's the process? Do you sit down? Does something spur a, an idea to go, or are you just recycling words? Is it pretty routine at this point? Like, how what's what's your process for putting together a, a puzzle? Well, um, I'll give you an example. To you know, yesterday I was writing a puzzle for um, a, a paper in Kansas, and they had the Smithsonian Museum touring the area. So they said, "Well, we'd like a puzzle on museums about." museums in general. So I said, okay. So then I sat down and I started thinking about words relating to museums, like curator, like restoring, like archive, archives, like uh, different things would come to my mind about museums, King Tut, um, just, just general ideas would just come to my mind. I mean, I'd start noting those down and then I actually go into my, you know, the software I use and start putting these things in, right? Putting the words in, into the puzzle and um, filling in black squares as I go along and seeing what words cross with what words and what, how do you start, you know, if you start, if you've got curator, you're going to start with a C on the way down. You've got to think what's going to go down there. Anyway, it's a, it's all a whole, uh, yeah, it is a process, as you say, where you, where you, you start to, the more you do it, the more familiar you become with, with words and you, you, you relate different words and different themes in your mind faster and faster, the more, the more you do it. And That's then, what I've found over the years. And then writing the clues takes a different kind of thinking too, I'd imagine, like, because it's, you know, it's not just like a, a question answer. It's kind of an allusion to an answer. Yes, it depends what the, the clues are always the, the the things that I always think about with the clues is what kind of difficulty level do you want to have? What, how how 
how uh, easy do you want to make it or how hard do you want to make it? Because you can have an, a fairly easy, you can make a puzzle pretty easy by having just a definition for the word or you know, a simple yeah. definition for the word. Or you can make one much more subtle or you can try and figure out a cultural reference for that word or a song which has that word in the title. Or, you know, there's all kinds of different uh, um, you know, trivia that could relate to that word. And so there's a whole range of things you can do. Um, I tend to, over the years, I've tended to move towards more, more towards easier rather than harder. Um, Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I try to make it so that people do have a challenge in, in some areas of the puzzle, but there's plenty of things that they can, they can solve uh, as they go through. And if you, if you have that, I think you have the right mix because you don't, you want people to be able to solve it eventually. Uh, and you don't want them to get frustrated, but you know, you, that, that's the, that's the trick, I guess, is, is making it solvable and also thinking about who are the people who are solving these puzzles, you know, and what are they expecting? You know, from, from the ones I do for, for your paper, those are fairly complicated puzzles. They're, they're large and they're the more difficult ones that I write. Yeah, um, I've, I've noticed. I don't, I don't actually get them completed very often. <laughs> But I think of them okay. sort of like, which is good, because we're a weekly paper, so I think of them, you know, we come out on Friday, but I think of them as, as sort of like our version of the Sunday crossword, you know, for the times. Maybe not as difficult as yeah. that, but somewhere in that ballpark of like, this is something for you to sit and not just knock out in 20 minutes on a flight, but for you to think about and spur your mind and maybe you have to look something up or cheat like I do once in a while. Like for me, I'll work on a crossword over the course of a week, usually right before I, when I go to bed. Well, I just had a son 10 weeks ago, so I don't get to do this as much anymore, but I used to do the crossword right before bed um, and try and knock out a few and get frustrated. And my wife can help me with like the, the foreign language ones and stuff like that. But it's just really fun to dive into them. And then to finally, I don't know why it happens, but like something that you just cannot possibly think of for three days in a row, the next night I'll pick it up and it just clicks and it's obvious. And then it just leads you to fill in a bunch more. I don't know why my brain gets stuck on it for all those days beforehand, but. I think I, think I do understand that. I, I know exactly what you're talking about, you know, with it, it can be like you put the paper down for an hour and come back and look at it, and there it is. Why didn't I right. think about that? Well, I think what's actually happening is that the mind operates like a computer. And a crossword presents problems to the computer. Um, hmm. Obviously, it's not like it doesn't have like the hardware that a computer has, but, <laughs> but it operates like that. And uh, so you put a problem, you know, each clue is kind of like a problem that you're putting to the mind. The mind is, you, you might not even be consciously trying to solve it, but your mind is somehow still working on the problem you've given it. And, you know, an hour or two goes by, you haven't even noticed, but you come back and boom. Just working it in, the, it to you. in the subconscious. It presents it's still it to, yeah, it presents it to you. Exactly. How do you edit That's them? Just a th 
because if you if you misspell something or if you have a clue that's just totally off base, you're going to leave people like me wandering around the house for days um, and killing our productivity and, and leaving us frustrated and creating family disputes. So what, what, how do you edit them so that you don't end up getting a, a horde of letters of people saying you have this wrong? You have to be careful. Yeah, I mean, uh, what I do is I, when I've written a puzzle, I go back through the whole thing all over again, starting from the top. And I start looking. I, I have a, in my software, I can see the word and the clue for each reference, right? So I look at them again, and as I run through, sometimes I go, wait a sec, that doesn't tell, I, I need to tweak that. That doesn't quite make sense. Or... I can do better than that there. You know, we, we should do this. I just, I just will do a little edit. And then, you know, when I've gone through that again, I'm pretty confident that it's going to be good. And I'm pretty good at it in terms of not having glaring errors in the puzzle that are just very frustrating. And it's vital. Yeah. <laughs> it's vital. To, it's, it's, it's totally vital. Otherwise, you, 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 as you say, people get frustrated. Do but you... um, on the on on the positive side of it, you know, I try to get things that are interesting, that you know, uh, some something unusual, not always run of the mill. You know, sometimes I, in those big Sunday puzzles, I love those because you can have long phrases and you can have mm-hmm. long song titles, and yeah, it's, it's 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 it's, and then people can have a lot of fun, you know, decoding that, you know, finding that. It's a discovery. I think I think when you're solving a crossword puzzle, it's a discovery that's that's, that's interesting and learning. You know, learning yeah. some words, learning learning some new vocabulary, um, and just a challenge. And it's peaceful. Nobody's you know if you if you're there with a crossword puzzle and a cup of coffee, it's a peaceful activity. Yes. And I think people love people just enjoy that. Enjoy just you know it's just. just it's a, a peaceful thing away from the the craziness around them in the world, especially today. And um, that's what what I love to give. You know, we actually redesigned our, our paper a little bit to accentuate the crossword because I, I when I came back to the paper three years ago and started doing them, I love doing them, but then they would sometimes be, they would spread across the fold which left me so frustrated because I'd be, you know, I'd like to fold the paper over, but then I'd have to flip back and forth to check the clue and then look at the, um, the puzzle itself. And so we format it. So all the clues and stuff are all below the fold or above the fold to make it like the, the crossword experience a little more enjoyable. That was my own personal, like, all right, we got to fix this. Yeah. That's great. I think it's great. And, you know, for a paper, what's great about it is it's something that you really can't, like, there are some, you can do crosswords online. I don't think they're nearly as enjoyable as sitting there with a pen and, or a pencil and, and working them out on paper. And it's just not the same experience. So it's one of those things that, you know, as, as maybe in a lot of ways people move away from print, it's one of those things that is a unique to print experience that online or audio or video can't duplicate. So, um... That's, I love having it in our paper. Have you seen any more uptick in demand or decline in demand in this COVID era? For us, we had, you know, our advertising revenue dropped dramatically 
when everything had to mm-hmm. close down for obvious reasons. And yeah. But one of the things we decided, we're like, well, we keep the crossword. We need people to have something to do, something as they're locked down. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure we keep this. We started sending our paper actually to every mailbox in our community. And we wait to keep them up on news, but also to um, still give them something to look at as they're, they can't go to restaurants and can't do so many of the things they were used to doing. Um, so for us, it was a priority to keep the crossword in the paper, to give a distraction um, and in a moment when people had more time, maybe reintroduce them to it. What have you seen um, as one who produces these? Do you see more people doing them or do you see a drop just because uh, there's probably less printed papers maybe? No, I uh, I found a lot, a big rise in um, the demand for puzzles ever since this started. And, and it's still going. It's still going on. In fact, I I've started a whole new thing, which is uh, I've started writing, uh, putting books up on my crossword books up on Amazon. Um, I I I wrote. I've written many, many. I've written. I think about over sixteen thousand crosswords and puzzles, which are you know all under my copyright. I you know they're, they're, and I I just I've only sent them to papers or sent them to magazines. I never thought of 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 writing my own books and putting them up. So now I, I have a website called ilovecrosswords.com and uh, there you can go and you can see all the books that I have, the crossword books and web search books. Um, and we also have a, a mixed puzzles book for specifically written for, you know, the lockdown, which has some kids' puzzles, it has um, uh, Sunday puzzles, it has easy puzzles, it has all kinds of different levels. It has Sudoku's, you know, it has, a, it has a range of puzzles in it. And that book is on the website as well, www.ilovecrosswords.com. Another question about how you put them together. Um, you know, if I were making crosswords, they'd probably have a ton of references from the mid-90s because that's like the formative years when I was growing up and, you know, I'd probably have mm-hmm. nine clues related to Pearl Jam or something. Um, but how do you, I'd imagine there's, there's also a little art to making sure that you keep it, you write your crosswords in a way that touch on different eras. So like if you have, so you have some current event type stuff or, um, modern, artists or books that you reference. I'm looking at one right now that has like a, a gladiator reference, a Harry Potter reference, um, a Errol Morris, a thin blue line. So you're, you're kind of straddling a lot of different eras. Do you do particular research to try and spread out where your clues might come from or um, eras? Yes. I try to do that. I try to... Um make it not I certainly don't I, I certainly wouldn't want to be trying to solve puzzles with just people from the 50s or 60s <laughs> it's just you know that that's it just puts a lot of people out of the picture in terms of solving the puzzle right but I do like to I, I, I like to have a, a, a selection from different eras and um, I try to stay current you know I, I basically I do read the news a lot or read, you know, listen to current affairs, do research on Google and uh, stay abreast of like what the major movies are, the Oscar winners, 
the Emmys, the Grammys, you know, all the, all of that stuff. I try to keep current on. And as the, as as that as things rise up in in popularity, and uh, we get a new great film or a new great series on Netflix now, you know, now I'm just pulling from Netflix series. You know, like there's a great there's a great series I, I've been listening to watching called uh, Line of Duty. It's not maybe not so so much watched in America, but because it's a BBC thing, it's in, in uh, it's an English show. It's a terrific show. So every now and then I, I might include something like that, or the, the more popular Netflix shows I'll include. Well, I have to say one of the reasons that I love crosswords and, and doing them is a connection. My my mom always did puzzles. She always had crossword um, puzzle books around the house. Um, if we were mm-hmm. on a road trip, she'd come up. She'd be either reading a book or or doing a crossword puzzle or coming up with like word games where you'd, you'd take a word and see how many words you could make out of that word. That would be like our, like our family trying to do that on a, a road trip. And mm-hmm. for me, to some extent, like doing crosswords still connects me and makes me think of my mom and my mom's still with us, but she, she has Alzheimer's now and she is not able to, this one it actually was one of the early signs that made me recognize her, her memory problems is because she had stopped reading and, and doing crosswords. And I think it was just because you couldn't, it probably just became frustrating. But for me, it's like a, it is just like a a little reminder um, that that connects me to my mom. And that also like reminds me of who who she was before um, the disease. So, um, you know, I I thank you for being one of those who continues to put those out and and help me have that connection every week. Yeah, that's, I, 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 fully understand that and I think a lot of people feel that way um, I do think that crosswords can help stave off you know the, the problems of later mm-hmm. life and I'm I'm getting up there myself now so <laughs> I get concerned about that but, <laughs> sure. but you know it's just you, you want to keep your mind active you want to keep um it's like exercise for the mind. Right. Exercise the mind. If you keep it, if you keep it being, you keep working it, it keeps operating. And if you stop working it, it tends to stop working. So I think it is valuable um, for people as they get on. I think so too. It's one thing that we, we tried to help my mom keep doing them as, as long as she could. And in, and it helped. Like she has not had like the precipitous drop that some others have had. Um, and, and maybe that's plays a, a little bit of role. Of course we, we don't know for sure, but, um, well, Miles, thank you so much for, for taking the time and taking me through crosswords and how you put them together and taking our, our readers through it. Um, hopefully, at least some of them are as fascinated by the process as I am. And hopefully some of our listeners who haven't done a crossword in a long time are now going to check it out and, and they can put a voice to the clues in their head as they're, they're doing the crossword. <laughs> it's been a real pleasure talking to you, Miles. And especially so, since you have a name, Miles, it's like, yeah. this is unique, actually. Yeah. <laughs> the right. two miles. We have we a very small the podcast, club. The two miles. The two yeah. miles. Is. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have an audience of whatever few miles else are out there in the world. So, um, <laughs> okay. well, thanks again. It was great talking to you. Great talking to you, too. And um, best wishes to all your readers. And stay safe on the, these uh, circumstances. And enjoy puzzling and puzzles, crosswords. <laughs> Go to my website, ilovecrosswords.com. 
buy books for your relatives. <laughs> Have a lot of fun, guys. Thank you. Love the love the plug at the end. That's great. Take care, <laughs> yeah, right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at The Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com slash shop, where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.